Hello, and welcome to the Tiny Moments Podcast. My name is Taylor Francisco, and I'm your host. The Tiny Moments Podcast is all about appreciating those tiny moments in life because one day you're going to look back and realize they were actually the big moments. Expect a lot of conversations about life, self-love, growth, and sometimes TMI. I hope that if you're listening, you take something away from this episode or you feel inspired or maybe you just feel a little bit happier than you did earlier. Thank you so much for being here with me and let's get into it. Before we hop into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about my creator course. So you've probably heard me talk about this on the podcast before. And if you're following me on Instagram, then you definitely saw me posting about round one. You probably saw me talking about the group chat that I have with my students for the creator course. You definitely saw me posting about the transformations that my students were having, the brand deals that they were landing, and just the community in general. But what you don't know is that I'm actually going to be opening the door for the creator course again. So in round one, it was a very intentional group launch and I had a live call at the end, but now everything is recorded from round one that I am going to be giving you access to. So this program is for you if you desire to get dozens of your favorite products every single month, land paid and gifted brand deals, no matter what the size of your following is, make money every month as an influencer and UGC creator and just have one-on-one support from me and from our community. So here's what I'm going to be teaching you in just two weeks in the creator course. How to pitch and negotiate confidently to land the brand deals that you want. How to read and create contracts to protect yourself. How to set your rates and packages. How to solidify three plus month paid partnerships with brands. How to create your media kit red flags to look out for, how to upsell your content creation packages, how to keep brands wanting to work with you consistently, how to stay organized with emails, follow-ups, deals, and deadlines, and how to set yourself up with a consistent flow of income from brand deals. Again, no matter how many or how little followers you have, you'll also get two videos that you'll have access to for life, workbooks, resources, supporting materials, one-on-one support from me, and access access to our amazing group chat where we share wins, resources, and just support each other. So like I said, the doors are reopening. This is not going to be a round two, round three, round four. This is just going to be my evergreen offer that you can have access to because honestly, when it comes to my one-on-one coaching, I feel that a lot of the creators that I work with, I'm just repeating the same message over and over. And I just wanted to offer something that is even more cost-effective for my students. So rather than investing $250 a session, a minimum investment of three sessions to learn what I usually teach one-on-one, you get it in the creator course for $333. So you're actually saving money on this offer and you get access to all all of the things that you would have in the coaching. So if this sounds like your jam, then definitely check out the show notes. You can click the link to join the creator course for only $3.33. You can also visit Melrose Marketing Studio and Courses, and then you'll be able to find it there as well. So again, you can head to the show notes to register for the course, and I can't wait to see you inside. Mm-hmm. 
Hello and welcome to the Tiny Moments Podcast. My name is Taylor and I'm the founder and CEO of Melrose Marketing Studio, your one-stop shop for everything you need to be successful on social media. And I am so excited about our guest today. If you're from Winnipeg, then you probably already know who she is. Nicole Dubay is a highly talented journalist who began her journey at CTV News in 2013 as a social media reporter. Her skills and dedication were quickly recognized, leading her to transition as the co-host of CTV Morning Live in 2016. Nicole has a Bachelor of Journalism from Ryerson University and 20 years of experience in broadcast journalism and television. Recently, less than a month ago, Nicole announced that she would be closing this incredible chapter in her life with CTV Winnipeg. After 10 years of 3 a.m. alarms, sharing her mornings, milestones, highs and lows with Winnipeg every day, she is ready to start a new venture in storytelling with Dubai Media. So Nicole, would you like to introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do? Hi, thank you so much, Taylor, for having me on the Tiny Moments podcast. I mean, you you summarized it so beautifully. Thank you for that gracious introduction. Yes, I've, I've had an amazing journalism career. I'm so lucky to have been able to have done so many incredible things over the last 20 years. And CTV Morning Live has been in my heart and soul for the last 10 years. Um, but yes, as you said, just a couple of weeks ago, I said goodbye to a show that is truly in my blood. It was the hardest and biggest decision I have made in my adult life, bar none. And I'm launching my own business. I'm, I'm going to I, I dive headfirst into the world of entrepreneurship. It's called Dubai Media Inc. And it's a basically a consulting practice uh, where I get to use my storytelling skills in an effort to help others tell their story. So I'm specializing now in three kind of key areas. Media training, which is kind of a niche service industry that exists out there. Lots of spokespeople or organizations, they want to learn more about the media uh, what it's like to have to answer questions from a journalist, uh, what it means to be on the record, off the record. So anyone who wants to learn more about handling themselves in a media interview, or maybe they want to earn media, that type of training I'm offering now, as well as a more extensive package that is how to pitch the media. So maybe you've done some incredible things and Taylor, you've done some remarkable things and maybe you have an expertise that it's time for the world to know how you can help them. And one way of doing that is through earned media. And now more than ever, there is so many opportunities for incredible people, just like yourself, just like the people listening to find themselves in, in media and raising awareness for their brand, gaining some traction back to their um, social media and, and online sites. So learning how to pitch the media and then coming up with like a pitch strategy I'm going to help people do that. Uh, I'm also helping people with presentation uh, coaching, how to be a, a podcast host for those who've never done it, uh, for those who might be keynote speakers, or maybe maybe there's a big presentation for someone at work and they really want to make sure um, their, their inner team or their shareholders, um, wh whoever their stakeholders are, really understand their message. Uh, I'm helping with presentation training and coaching. And all the while opening myself up to freelance opportunities to keep using my journalism skills, uh, having great conversations like the one we're going to have today, Taylor, and 
yeah, I'm just opening myself up to a whole new identity, I guess, from the one I carried for two decades. Wow. Okay. I'm actually (laughs) because off air just now, Nicole was telling me that we are actually getting the exclusive, like we're hearing this all kind of for the first time, really. And I'm just so excited because I didn't realize how much you're actually doing now. (laughs) This is kind of the launch week. That's the truth. So I, you know, I really wanted to be so present for my last stretch at CTB Winnipeg. And I'm, I'm happy to get into it in a little bit, kind of like my whole why where the pivot came from. But I really wanted to have full headspace and heart space for what I knew was starting to feel like my last few months or few weeks uh, in a job that it's the only job I've ever wanted. I kid you not. I am one of those people who landed my dream job, the dream job that I envisioned when I was 16, 17, 18. But I, like I said, I I knew it was time to make a pivot, but I decided, you know what, I'm going to leave only after being fully present for what is going to be the end of this chapter. I didn't want it to be I'm done. I'm moving on. Goodbye. Forward focus. That's not what it was. I wanted to almost grieve the ending of my first big dream uh, and honor it and honor the Nicole of the past who had only ever identified with this one job. And so now that I'm out, as they say, now that I've left the newsroom and the media, now I'm fully focused on launching this with full head space, full heart space without still closing things off. So that's why this is really so fresh and so new because I truly wanted to wholly close that chapter and then step into this new version of how I want to present myself in the world with full awareness without having an uh, a fraction of regret on how I ended that chapter. Wow, you just explained that so beautifully. And I, I'm really glad that we're having this conversation because more times than not, I feel like we grow up in a society that kind of teaches us, okay, you go to school for one thing and then you get really good at it. And then you do that thing for the rest of your life. And I feel yeah. like a lot of times people don't leave a career or a job or any kind of situation, a relationship even, unless it's really bad and they're really unhappy. They're at like a breaking point. Because I know even for me, when I was teaching, I did have my dream job with teaching. I always grew up since literally grade three knowing, okay, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a teacher. And then I did it and it was amazing for a bit. And then I realized like, oh shoot, you know what? I actually don't want to do this anymore. But I too had to like grieve that and also kind of allow myself to say, you know what, it's actually really okay if I want to switch careers. It doesn't mean that I'm ungrateful for this career. And I feel like what you just said is just so important for people to hear because things do not have to add, like end on a bad note. You know, you can leave even when you love that job, but because you know there's another calling and something else that also brings you joy. Taylor, I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I was raised that same way. Like have a dream and chase it and be, be the best at it, reach, you know, as high as you can go and then just like ride it out. Yeah, we, we have to give ourselves permission. I had to really give myself permission to 
faith of doing something different. You know, at first that was so uncomfortable, but it's interesting what happens when you just have a little thread of curiosity and then you start pulling on it, what starts unraveling. Uh, But it's so easy to just, oh, I'm just going to snip that thread and I'm just going to move on and keep, keep this garment intact just as it is. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. So before I hop into your why, I want to know, you know, how long you were brewing on all of this, but before we even hop into any of that, for those who don't know, we have some listeners who aren't from Winnipeg. So what is CTV Morning Live? So CTV News, the national uh, news network, they have local outlets across the country. CTV Morning Live is their um, kind of their signature morning show in all the local markets. So I hosted a three-hour morning news show, Monday to Friday, for uh, the better part of six years. Uh, I started on that show as their social media reporter because it was only 10 years ago. For some people might feel like that's like forever. Um, I feel like that's a short amount of time, but really 10 years ago is when um, I feel like all the platforms really blew up in a way of becoming mainstream consumption where news was breaking on social media um, instead of it just being where people shared it after the fact, you know, like, Facebook's been around for, what, 20 years now? And maybe not that long, actually. Uh, but, you know, for a while, the, the internet was where things went after it was uh, consumed somewhere and after it was posted to a website. Eventually, it became the place. So I joined this morning show using, you know, sitting on 10 years of being in hard news, like uh, a news anchor and a field reporter. I was a national anchor and reporter before that. And so we really wanted to take the social media role, which was really, it, it, it had launched as kind of like viral videos and YouTube was like the place you went for funny viral videos. Uh, but now there was an active dialogue that was happening online. So CTV Morning Live Winnipeg wanted to be kind of tapped into the conversations happening online, what was breaking online. And in a three hour show, it really lent itself to to weave kind of some fun story arcs with the whole three hours. So that's what I did there. But then I became the host. I had a couple kids in the midst of all of that. Um, and hosting that show was the, yeah, it was the greatest privilege uh, of my, my broadcasting career. Wow. You have so much experience under your belt. I can't wait to just hear all of the stories, but how and when did you decide that you wanted to be a journalist? Oh, this, again, I was so lucky to have always, I was always encouraged to follow my curiosity. You know, my parents, if I was interested in something, they always said, okay, well, let's look at how you can learn more about it. And uh, in grade 12, I had done an English assignment and I had also been playing, I played a lot of sports growing up. So I was playing ringette and I had a ringette coach who was a journalist. He worked for the Hamilton Spectator, one of, um, one of the country's uh, largest newspapers in Southern Ontario. And he's, he, him and I, we were talking about my English presentation. And I said, would you ever come to my class and speak to the class and I'll interview you um, as part of the presentation? He thought that was a great idea. And the presentation went well. And he's like, you know, we, we do have um, spots for students to come into the newsroom 
um, and be a kind of like a, a co-op student. If you're interested, I can give you an application. I applied, I got in and boom, I was now in a legitimate working newsroom. I think I was 17 or 18 years old and I fell in love instantly and I, and I got articles published. Like I, I jumped right in. I, I had my name in print as a, as a high school senior and the rest is history. I used that to apply to journalism school and I, I knew right then and there, I'm like, I want to be a journalist. I want to tell people's stories. Wow. That is so incredible. And so interesting too. like, just thinking of your journey, you know, had that teacher not asked you, you know, to do that, yeah. you know, because you kind of walked into it, maybe not knowing that was what you wanted to do. And instantly you're like, yeah, this is the thing. <laughs> it, it's a perfect example at no matter what age or stage of life, the power of a, of a conversation, when you allow yourself to be curious and learn about other people and then all of a sudden you feel in your body like ooh, I don't know what but this excites me I want to know more and I, I encourage anyone when when you get excited about something that you didn't even realize interests you you have to follow that it will never lead you wrong it will never lead you wrong and that's been my experience my whole life Oh, I agree with that so much. I remember this one time when I was teaching, I was doing like guided reading groups for my kids in like grade one, two. So I was sitting in the library and the teacher librarian at the time, um, she came up to me when one of my kids left, I would take like small groups and in between I would, you know, prep my stuff for the next group of kids and whatever. And she came up to me and she's like, you have a voice like honey, like you need to speak. You need to have a podcast. You need to be on radio. You need to do something with your voice. I was like, oh, really? I feel like my voice is so annoying. Um, because <laughs> I think we all do. Yeah. Right. And I mean, like I'm talking all day, all the time. Um, but that was kind of like when a, a light bulb went off, I'm like, Hmm, you know, that's kind of interesting. And I agree with you so much that if something lights you up, even if you think it's not exciting or there's no money to be made, you know, in that hobby or whatever it is, like you need to follow that because it's just so important. <laughs> yes. And the dream can't be about money I, I hate to say it like if you're trying to manifest money that won't resonate like what like what what is that in your mind right when you think of a dream you think of the feeling it brings you so you have to if yeah if, if, if they're if you're feeling the need for a change or if, if you're feeling stuck you have to get back to like what feeling am I trying to achieve in my life um when it's just kind of a materialistic thing um that feeling goes away if it's just a materialistic objective. But if, if it's about a vision and a feeling that you want to achieve, that you can keep tapping into. That can keep an inspiration alive. That, that, that's what I believe, at least. <laughs> oh, I am totally with you there. I feel like even in my own life, like with my business and even content creation, I didn't get paid for anything for like five years. I just did it because I really enjoyed it. And I really love to connect and share my life and be creative and all of the things like money was not even on my mind. And I feel now in my business, it's the times where I'm really like, okay, I want to blow this project out of the water. I want to help people. I want people to tell their story. I want my clients to hit their income goals or their social media goals. That's when I actually hit larger income goals for myself because the vision is not about money whatsoever. So I totally agree mm -hmm. with you there. And I think people just need to pay a little bit more attention to those little things that really light them up because I feel like we're missing the mark a lot of times. You know, there's a lot of careers out there that 
you know, we can't even imagine even with what you're doing now, I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that, you know, there are people who actually help you prepare for presentations who actually help you pitch to media. It's so valuable, but it's not something that's on the top of my mind as, you know, a career option. Yeah, it's well, what I'm doing, it's, it's very niche. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I knew when it came to uh, the feelings that I was you know, grappling with for the last couple of years. Um, there was no other media job that was going to top what I was doing. Um, I loved, I love my coworkers and where I worked and I loved being in that three hour live show. I mean, you're, you're probably getting a bit of the feeling right now when you're in a good conversation, um, especially when it's live and you've got hard times to hit and you, you get the good, you know, that the moment you're both trying to achieve and you get that to come out, you know, that's the stuff that lights me up. So, but I, I was still just feeling this, like this pull to look like, Oh, what, what does it look like on the other side? You know, what does it look like if I weren't in here? And I, I just, the curiosity kept whispering and then it kept yelling. And then, you know, just, really interesting conversations with different people who had media background, who were trying different things kind of led me to, okay, I need to explore. I need to explore some, some other things that the three am alarm too, Taylor, uh, people ask me all the time, how, how did, how do you do it? I don't know how you, how you did it. And, and I will say this, and this is true for every single one of my friends who are in morning, early morning hours, that alarm, doesn't matter how many years you do it for, it doesn't get easier. Like when it goes on, it, it is still the most painful, excruciating feeling to be wretched out of sleep and have to go into your day. The reason we do it is because we love the work so much. And for those of us who've nailed down an ironclad routine. We do make it look easy, but we are all on the tightest routine. Everyone knows each other's routine. Like if, if you're brewing your coffee at, you know, 5.05 AM and you know that that's my coffee brew time, like my, my routine is off, you know, like it is so like precision execution because when you start at four in the morning, and the show's at 6 a.m. We all know exactly what has to be achieved by, you know, in what time margins. And I will say, I have learned the power of a very tightly protected morning routine. It also lends itself to a really tight evening routine um, to help unwind from the day. And there is so much freedom. I know it sounds funny, but there's so much freedom that comes out of having a very tight routine. You yeah. like you can you can automate and you can autopilot and that is how I did it. But you know, we hear all these stories and all these gurus saying the importance of sleep and it's like the number one component to good health and here I am, you know, reading the health news story about getting your 8 hours of sleep and I might have 5 under my belt. <laughs> and it just started to become laughable like I align with sleep. I align with feeling my full self. And I was in the, in the job, um, but I was definitely becoming that annoying person outside of my job with friends and family 
who was always tired, always tired. And so that was another big moment of, I don't know if I'm built to keep on this grind. As much as I love the work, I'm a shell of a human outside of it. No kidding. And I think that's really important to know. First of all, the the routine itself, I want to know, okay, <laughs> what is the routine? What is the morning routine? What is the evening routine? How do you wake up? How do you wind down? Tell us the things because I, even when I go to the airport for six in the morning, I will not wake up at three, maybe four. And that's already like awful. So I want yeah. to, what was the routine like for you? Well, I will say this, like if you don't have to be up before the sun, don't like sleep. <laughs> However, um, I, if, so I'm redesigning my whole life right now, right? I'm only what, two, two plus weeks out of my early, early morning grind. Yeah. I'm slowly, I'm in a transition period, so it's not perfect. And I'm giving myself lots of grace. <laughs> I'm a big believer in like making your, picking out your outfit the night before, showering if you can the night before. I know a lot of people love that morning shower. That's fine. But for me, I like going to bed knowing like I get to wake up and hit the ground running. Um, Even like prepping your food. Like if you have an early start to the day, if you know exactly what you're wearing and what you're going to eat to get out the door, you've now just automated the first 20 minutes of that alarm going off. Um, I also never would wait, I would never wake up and grab my phone and start scrolling. No, never. I would never do that. Uh, the, I'm having to like relearn now that I'm, you know, on a different morning routine to hold off on like opening up Instagram or something. Um, maybe just check emails quickly, but I didn't do that this morning and it made a world of difference. I woke up, I did a little meditation. I went for a quick little walk with the dog. There, there were things I did before the world tells you what you need to do. I believe in finding a way to start your morning doing what you and your body, mind, heart, soul need to do to, to start intentionally. I know this sounds kind of woo-woo, but that's a bit of the phase of life I'm in right now. So sorry to anyone who's like, I do not know what she keeps saying when she says soul. It's not a religious thing. I swear it's, it's whatever you want to say, that energy, the energy of your body, however you need to tap into your energy. That's, that's what I mean with that, with that term. So honestly, if we're talking about woo woo, we love it here. The tiny moments. Okay. I am very, I talk about energy all the time. I talk about, you know, morning routines and serving yourself and what feels good to your soul. I, we talk about that all the time. So do not hold back. Okay. Woo. I'm, I'm in a good place. <laughs> Yeah. But no, I I really think it's interesting how you phrase that as well, that your strict routine, or not strict, but I guess kind of, you know, kind of strict routine. Protected. It's very protected. Yes. That's a better word. Your protected routine gives you a lot of freedom. And I agree with that. I feel like sometimes, you know, there are certain people who are just a lot more flowy and that's great if that works for them. But a lot of times people will say to me like, oh, that sounds like just too rigid for me. And I'm like, no, it actually really gives me a lot of freedom because when I wake up and I do things for me, I feel like the day belongs to me. When I first started my business, I would wake up and immediately check my email, immediately check Instagram, immediately, you know, be scrolling on my phone to make sure that all my clients were okay. And now I'm like, no, you know what? My morning does really need to be for me. And so does my evening because I need to wake up and feel like 
I'm caring for myself. So I totally agree with you. The morning routine is very important. Um, what about the night routine? What does that look like for you? Yeah. So I, I kind of touched on it. Um, but, but, but you're right. Like if you're going to check a device, at least give yourself a time limit because I was finding if I check it without a time limit, you're, you're screwed. You're like, yeah. next thing you know, where did that 15 minutes go? It just went to you to scrolling. So it's hard. I, I don't do it. You know, I definitely fall victim to it quite often. My, my evening routine. Yeah. Again, it was just like getting your foundation for the morning. So I felt great when I can, um, pick up my outfit, you know, do my hair if I can, or, or shower if I can and do that all the night before. And then I just do all the touch-ups in the morning. And it just, I don't know, it just takes anything, anything you can offload the night before so that you're not racing or feeling slammed. The, my big motivation for doing everything the night before too was about getting every last minute of sleep I possibly could in the morning. And so that's what worked for me. But I think, you know, everyone's, everyone has, we all have such like different lives. I think if there's one thing you can do to start your day, it's, and, and make it more successful. It's just to start it with an, in, an intention or intentionally is what I'm trying to say. No, that makes more sense. You know, maybe it's as simple as just waking up 20 minutes earlier to take the rush out of your morning. If you feel like you're rushing, um, you really got to schedule it down. I'm also a, uh, such a planner dork. Like I have a planner that I literally like itemize, okay, what are my blocks of time? Because when I don't block out the time, I will use it all inefficiently. Yep. Like, oh, I've got all day to finish this little bit of copy. I will take all day. Whereas if I'm like, okay, I'm going to give myself one hour uh, with a 15 minute break in that one hour. And I'm going to be so in the zone. And then I know I have to go do this errand between this block of time. Uh, then I got to get back and do this thing. If I actually divide my day into blocks of time onto different things. I am way more efficient, Taylor. I don't know why, but when you can diversify the day and have dedicated times for those different areas that tap into all um, parts of our human experience. So, you know, doing something for either like the client or a friend or then doing something for you or the family and then maybe, you know, checking something off a list for a longer term project. I think diversifying in the day versus just saying, okay, today's the day I'm going to exclusively do this we actually get less done. That, maybe that's just my personality type. I'm sure there's some online quiz that would tell me. <laughs> I agree with you so much there. And I feel like with me as well, I need to time block my day. Like if I tell myself, okay, I can finish this project by the end of the day today, it will take me until the last hour of the day. But if I do say, okay, you know what, I'm going to give myself two 45 minute blocks and I'm going to be done this by 2 PM, then I will get it done. But it's so true. I feel like I also need to time block everything. And for some people that probably sounds awful, but for, I feel like people like you and I, it really does work. And I think diversifying your day as well is super helpful because sometimes it can feel a little bit daunting. Let's say I used to do this in the beginning of my career. Um, I say in the beginning of my career as if it was like 20 years ago. It was like two years ago. <laughs> um, I a meeting day and I would have like six back-to-back -back meetings in one day. And I thought, okay, that's 
efficient because I'll be in that mindset. Um, it did not work for me. It was just too much. Mm. I feel like too much of anything can just, you know, kind of make your day a little not so fun. So yeah, I there. <laughs> I like, it's so funny to, to have a moment of self-reflection because literally last week I was like, okay, this is the next two days. I'm like, I'm holding myself up and I'm going to write all the copy for my website. Why would I think that that is an efficient use of my time when my entire career has been multiple interviews or multiple stories, like literally in any given day in a newsroom, it's, it's about the whole. And in that whole, in, in any given day or any given show, you're, you're going to have like health and uh, politics and, and hard news. And, Oh, now we're going to tell you about how to, you know, book that great vacation on, you know, $10. Like, you know, like it was so, we had so much diversity and I thrived in the, okay, what next? And yet I thought last week, Oh yeah, no, I'm just going to sit and write. And it was the biggest waste of my time. Like that was not how I thrived. And so coming back full circle, here we are doing a lot of things we love, like splitting it up a little bit so that we have, you know, the things that require top energy, we reserve that energy for, we don't start petering out into, you know, late in the day when we're like, Oh, I'm still doing this. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. And speaking of diversification, I want to ask you about how this entire, you know, routine schedule career was like with you have two kids. Yes. Yes. How does it all work? Um, yeah, I have, um, uh, any, any day now she's, well, depend. Yeah. She turns, she's turning nine this month. Um, and then I have, uh, I'm almost seven year old and they are the funniest little girls ever. Um, they were born when I was on the morning show and my husband, who's, who's a rock and, and a, and a brilliant supportive man, um, he also became a dad when I was on a morning show. So, you know, I had my maternity leave. And then when I, when, when it was time to go back to work, there, there was no alternative. It was okay. Yeah. Dad's home in the morning and he'll get the girls ready and do their ponytails and get them to daycare. And thank you to all the early childhood educators out there who allowed, who allow, you know, women like me and my family continue doing the things we love. Uh, because that was vital in my ability to thrive. And that was knowing that, you know, my husband can go to the job he loves. I can go to the job I love. Then I would come home and nap. Um, That's how most of us survive on a morning show is we'd come home and we would nap. Uh, And then job number two, or maybe it's my number one job, I should say, but yes, the, the other job was parenting. And so I'd get the kids and we have a whole evening routine and so they've, they've always known, well, yeah, mommy's on TV and that's what mommy does. And daddy's here in the morning and mommy's tired at night. And that became the thing that they would say more and more. And I was like, gosh, I must be saying this a lot. And then I caught myself like, okay, girl, I, I caught myself like r- rushing the bedtime routine so that I could get to bed. And I'm like, oh, these are these are the precious moments that I know I'm going to, you know, one day in the future, you know, cry about rushing if I don't just stop and, and stop rushing that. So now we're in this whole new realm of where if they want me to take some time reading that book at night, I don't rush. I've already noticed Taylor, like it's so funny when, when it, 
when you make a big life choice, but you know it's in alignment with with so much more than just a paycheck, everything else does get easier. And I and I will say to see my kids in the morning um, and kind of help my my husband and I have had to figure that out because it's it's new for him. And sometimes I I hinder more than help because they're they're also so routine. But yeah, it's. It's, I just feel like I'm not constantly watching the clock as much as I believe in a good routine. Um, my routine is, is, has way more flexibility. I think that's important. I'm so happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that you actually took the time to reflect on that because it's so easy to get on that hamster wheel. Even if you love what you do, sometimes it's just very easy to like miss those no pun intended tiny moments, right? Because yes you're so busy, you're so routine. And I feel even for myself, that's why I really make a priority to go on trips to sometimes, you know, schedule my weekends, make sure I'm not working, like actually step away from the laptop, because as much as I love what I do, it's really important to just live. It's important to be in the moment. And you're right. You know, if you are the friend who's always tired or who can never come out to plans because, you know, you're, you're, Mm -hmm busy with other things, like it is important to take a pause and just say like, okay, am I missing out on some aspects of life here? Because too much of anything, right? Too much of travel can be a lot for me, too much of work, you know, too much of even family. Sometimes you need to step away so you can miss them for a moment, right? So, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, and this is what I've had to clarify with, with, you know, with friends who've asked, I'm like, look, I'm, I'm not looking for more time with my kids and family. I'm really good at making the time. I just want that time to be um, of higher quality for myself. Being so tired meant I was watching the clock or I'd be, you know, really having to push through some severe exhaustion, um, palpable exhaustion. And so, yeah, Again, now I just feel when I'm with friends and family, there I was. There was always this thing, this this tension that I carried about, like oh, I, I need to get to bed. I need to get to bed. I'm going to be so tired tomorrow. Or even starting a week and knowing what my week would be like, I'd be like, oh gosh, okay, when am I going to get a full night's sleep? All right, maybe on Saturday if I leave that thing a little early. Like I was obsessing, obsessing about sleep and where I'd have enough energy for everything. Um, anyways, kind of a side track note there. <laughs> well, I feel like that was right on track because it's true. Like you, you can't fully enjoy anything if you're anticipating, you know, the next moment or you're yeah. calculating, okay, how am I going to be productive tomorrow? And I feel, you know, not on that level, but I can relate a little bit, you know, with my career too, just sometimes going to dinner with friends and being like, oh man, I have this you know, photo shoot really early in the morning tomorrow. Like I should be getting to bed. Oh, should I actually drink this one alcoholic beverage or am I, is it going to make my skin, you know, inflamed in the morning? Like those are kind of the things that, that kind of run through. Our and heads. let me tell you, the older you get that one alcoholic beverage, just one is going to be the thing that ruins your sleep. It wakes you up. You got to go pee. Now you're going to sit there laying in bed, trying to solve every single problem that you, you know, has ever crossed your path. Yeah. That's just it. Like these little decisions that yeah. they're, they weigh on us. And, and I have to say, like, I think we've all been in, in a phase where we say to ourselves, well, when this changes or well, when that happens, this will become easier. Okay, well, one day I won't be in this situation and then I'll be able to 
do this or that? That's a normal question and that's like normal self-reflection. But if, if you're asking that or waiting, if you're playing that waiting game like every week or every month and you're not excited about where you're at, that's like the number one, okay, we need to stop and reassess where we're at. Because if, if you're delaying this amazing life you have for some moment in the future while simultaneously feeling stuck or not like you're thriving either, um, I, I would say that you got to start asking some questions or maybe start having some conversations with people you love the most about whether or not everything is exactly the way, it, the way you want it to be. Oh my gosh. Yes. I literally, we are so on the same page. I just recorded a podcast episode just two days ago talking about this exact thing saying, I'll be happy when, or I'll, you know, feel this when, but what about right now? Like how can you Mm -hmm. feel the most joy right now? How can you feel the most aligned right now? Cause I think like so many of us were, you know, trying to reach a goal, which is amazing. We should have goals and that's really to work towards something but what about right now you know what are we missing out on right now how can we feel you know our most full right now I think that's something that a lot of us miss just because of how fast-paced life can be oh my god I could talk about this for a very long time and can you tell I was like paid to talk for a living I can just go and go and go anyways I I, I won't yeah I won't excavate too deeply into that but yes like we need to we need to have like radical acceptance about exactly where we are, even if we're not in the job we want to be in, you know, in months from now or, or years from now. It's okay to be okay with that mm-hmm. and also find joy and happiness in the other areas of our life that bring us joy and happiness. And yeah, I, I was, I radically accepted that, okay, outside of my job that I love, um, I, I could have more energy and I don't love this 3M alarm, but I love my work. Um, the pandemic is where everything got sh- shaken up for me as it did everyone. I, I constantly, you know, I joke, if you weren't like reflecting on all your life choices were you even pandemicking right like it, it it there were some dark days where I was sitting there and I'm like this is this is not how we do news you know we're we meet people we we go out and literally interview people in person anyways I, I won't dive too much into that either but you know I allowed myself to be um accepting of two things I'm curious about another way of living my inner body, not my logical mind. Cause it didn't make sense. I love my job. I'm in my dream job, but something deeper um, was pulling me to explore everything from, you know, the self-development books that I got real into uh, to having conversations with, uh, media trainers and consultants to be like, you know, tell me a bit about this really niche service that you offer and, and, you know, in your agency and what that looks like. And I allowed myself to just accept all the all the simultaneous truths in my life without judgment and just say like, I'm in a 
I'm in a very self-reflective state. I'm going to do some inner work because clearly there's some stuff in here where I'm feeling triggered by stuff. And I'm sure in, in your work, Taylor, you, you know, we can't open up and allow in more love and joy and the answers to the questions that are nagging us if we don't make space for it in our current life. And this is a very abstract concept, but space is everything from going into some past pain, going into some self-acceptance, you know, doing that inner journey. Because as soon as we start, again, having radical acceptance about, one, the feelings that we're ignoring, and then finding a way to love into that space, then we can, then we can actually move on. And then that's where, at least for me, the more I did some inner journey about what even the term alignment meant, you know, and this is two years ago, what did that look like? What is it that feels off? Um, so you have to do that, that inner stuff. And then I kid you not, as soon as I started to release and come more into a place of self-acceptance, the answers start to come. I, I promise. And anyone who feels stuck or they don't know what to do, you, you start there and, and you'll, your answers will come. They really will. Wow. I'm just sitting here in awe at everything that you're saying because it is so profound. Like I hope anybody who's listening to this right now is saving this episode, is going to listen to it again, is taking notes because from someone like yourself with so much experience who had, you know, your dream career, you're doing all of these incredible things to, you know, actually listen to that nagging feeling, you know, to actually go after something that feels scary, that is not necessarily logical. <laughs> I want to go back to that a little bit and talk about, you know, that feeling of, okay, this is not logical. Like this feels crazy. Can you dive into that a little bit? Because I feel like there were a lot of decisions that I've made where I left my stable teaching career or, you know, I left this stable job to do social media. I literally had people saying to me, well, how, you know, how stable is social media? Like, can you guarantee X amount of money to, you know, pay your bills? And can you guarantee that like, you're even mentally strong enough to handle you know, people on the internet, because at the time when I was starting this, my mental health was not the greatest. I'm not going to lie. I was a little, you know, I was struggling. And so I had a lot of that outside noise, but at the end of the day, I was like, you know what, if it makes sense to me, it doesn't have to make sense to everyone else. It doesn't have to be logical. So I want to kind of go back to what you were saying there. Can you talk about that a little bit about, you know, feeling like, okay, maybe this is not a logical decision, but it just feels right. Yeah, I, gosh, I've had so many like pivotal moments on this journey. Uh, I know it's kind of cliched, but we're all on our journeys, right? Um, yeah, that first lockdown when my kids, who at the time were just three and five, uh, going all the way back to March 2020, um, and we really didn't know anything. And the critical thinker in me was just flaring layering. I'm like, so much of this doesn't make sense for where we're at. Um, and there wasn't a lot of answers. What bothered me then, and this is all I'll say, is the feeling that we weren't allowed to ask all the questions. Uh, I'm, I am a journalist. And 
we are to always ask and critically think. And for the first time, I was feeling that there wasn't space for that being granted. And that is due to the fact that we were in truly unprecedented times and there were truly legitimate unknowns. But it just, something was feeling just unsettled in me. So if I, it led to all these other questions. What is feeling unsettled in me? And that journey began um, with, okay, I'm feeling stressed. There's so much out of my control. This, this person with my ironclad routine and I'm A-type has so much that's, that's not comfortable here. Um, what I'm craving is a sense of peace. And I think I've been craving that for a very long time. And I've been seeking everything externally to, you know, either validate me or make me feel that I, you know, I did a good job or I did the best story and um, that I'm the best mom or wife or friend for that matter. You know, all these things that we do subconsciously or even consciously looking for validation and, and it hit me, okay, there's all these things I can't control. The one thing that's in my power is my attitude and reaction. And I'm not in a good headspace and I'm definitely not reacting well. And who knows how many weeks, if, well, in 2020, we didn't realize it would be two years. Yeah. <laughs> so funny enough, I had a friend who out of the blue said, hey, I'm doing this meditation challenge. It's a Deepak Chopra meditation challenge. She's like, I think you'd benefit. And I was like, yes, I will do it. I will do it. Any, any and every minute required, I need this. I need this in my life. And at the risk of sounding um, like it wasn't a lot of work, it, it kind of was this massive internal awakening of I started meditation. This was April 2020. And everything changed. I remember I finished one at like, we were like day 14. I did my little Deepak Chopra mantras and meditation. Trust me, if, you, if you've never heard of him, if, you, if you've never done meditation, just Google Deepak Chopra, take a look at his app. Uh, I'm not paid or sponsored. It just, for me, it, it hit on profound levels. And, and I went outside and things started to feel a little more normal. And I remember just feeling this like, like inner breaking open in the most beautiful way of like, Oh my God, I can breathe. Like for the first time in, in years, I'm breathing deeply and real air. And it just, there was no going back from that moment of, okay, are we ha like, we are all, we're all very powerful. We have the answers. We, we can be our, we can be our own answer. And, and again, we still had two years of the pandemic, but I started to get a lot more self-awareness of what was off internally. And then here's the funny thing. The more I found inner peace, the more I learned about loving into ourselves, it allowed more love in my life. The, the friendships that I felt I had to seek validation for all became easier because I, I was able to love on my friends more. I was able to be more aware of um, 
dynamics at work that I felt uh, were stressing me out. It, it was all, it, it, not, not that it was all in my head, but I, I had made it worse by forcing instead of accepting and moving through things more peacefully. I felt like I got better at my job. Um, everything just got easier. I swear. Just the simple act of, of not, not, it wasn't just meditation, but it was a real dive into um, self-development and where we might have blocks. And that, that made me have conversations with some fascinating people. And as you know, you, you talk to one person and you align with them and they give you this idea and then you follow that curiosity and then have another conversation or someone would mention someone and then all of a sudden they enter your orbit. It's just this weird, weird thing when you, when you start to do that kind of inner work and put more love out. It's so cheesy, but I swear the more love you put out, the more you get. And that's, that's what led to this big pivot was there is this whole world outside of a newsroom and I'm, I'm going to allow myself to explore it as scary as, as scary and as illogical as this choice is. I'm, I'm at peace with walking away from my dream job to explore the realm of infinite possibilities that comes with taking that big leap of faith. Wow. That is just so beautiful and profound. And I really thank you for sharing that because it's not easy to talk about or to explain. It is, it's very hard to explain that intuitive feeling, but I always say, you know, we hear this, the saying all the time, you can't pour from an empty cup. And truly like when you, you know, doing that inner work and you're releasing, that's when new blessings from the universe or God or whatever you believe in, you know, that's Mm -hmm. when things come in because how can you even welcome anything else when your cup is full like if you pour more liquid in there it's overflowing and you can't even hold it right you need capacity for all of these things so I think it's really beautiful that you said that and even though you know it's not necessarily logical and maybe it feels a little woo woo whatever but I do think that that's when the greatest blessings come and the greatest you know um, moments of clarity come because you are releasing these things and you are looking at the world a little bit differently with a different perspective and saying, wow, there's actually life outside of the newsroom or in my case, life outside of the classroom or the dance studio, even because I dedicate a lot of my life to dance. Like it's just very interesting that when you actually start to let go and it actually feels like it's breaking. I feel a lot of times when you're entering a new chapter or taking a leap of faith, it literally feels like everything is falling apart, but it really is kind of coming to together for you yeah yeah it yeah you you hit the nail on the head right um I I learned that you know I was quite stressed um and I wasn't coping to the degree I thought I was don't get me wrong I was still like outputting like nobody's business you know my routine was good my my husband was like, okay, I can stay home. I'll watch this is, you know, in the, during the pandemic, he'll stay home. He'll work remotely. I couldn't work remotely. Um, but I, I think I had been living in kind of that output mentality and that your value is based on, on your outputs and your outputs only. And that to me was hyper-focused on work, you know, staying later if I had to, to finish an assignment or a project and just really, like, like being so focused, but from a place of like, um, I have to do this so perfectly and it has to be the best. 
when my perspective shifted, um, I really realized, wow, I've, I've been doing this for some form of invisible uh, validation or I, I've tied up my worth so much into just being the hardest worker. And that was uh, preventing me from really feeling ease and love and joy um, on a deeper level. And, and, and yeah, it's all of it, right? It's, there, there's so much like it, it, it my, my choices and, and the, the, the realization I came to is, is there truly a something to the saying like death by a thousand paper cuts? Um, and, and sometimes it's as simple as that, that it's time to just embrace change even for the sake of change it doesn't have to make sense to anyone else it doesn't have to make sense for anyone else you know I had a few people even say well maybe you should just uh take a step into like a nine to five so that um you have something to say when people ask well what are you doing um and but but you have to understand most people you know the thought of stepping into quote unquote, nothing is very scary. Um, and I'm a big believer that anything anyone ever says when it comes to advice, um, says a lot about someone's lived experience, you know, they're, they're sharing only from a place of their knowing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I thought, I thought about that for a while. Like maybe, maybe I just need to, you know, go into like a night, something more nine to five. Um, but when you learn what does light you up, at no point did the thought of a nine to five light me up. <laughs> I've only ever worked these weird media hours. So I was like, okay, yeah, logically, logically I could take that step. But I'm on this journey of, okay, where am I feeling real deep curiosity and, and excitement? And once, once you kind of start honing into that inner guidance, your gut, you know, once you start really knowing what, how that speaks to you, making decisions, even the hard ones becomes easier. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm so excited about this conversation because I feel this even came at a perfect time for me because this has been my theme over the last like six months of just, it doesn't need to make sense to other people. It needs to feel good to me, you know? And yeah, mm -hmm. I think too, when it comes to advice, like everybody who loves you, it's always coming from a wonderful place. It's always coming yeah. from, they want you to kind of take, you know, less risk so that you don't get hurt. And, and I, I learned finally to not kind of take that personally because even, you know, starting with social media, a lot of people were like, well, it's not stable, this and that. And now I kind of can reflect on it and say, okay, obviously they just love me and they wanted, you know, they didn't want me to get hurt and whatever, but I think it's really beautiful that you are learning to just like listen to that inner voice, listen to your gut, listen to your intuition, whatever it is, you know, that resonates with you and just take the heart behind your career and now into this new venture. And I'm also really happy to hear about, you know, you realizing like, okay, my worth is not tied to my productivity. Cause I feel like that's something that us as humans, all of us need a reminder at least once a month with that, because, you know, even for me, like when I stopped dancing, when I had my knee injury, which I recently had knee surgery, I think when I met you, I actually had my crutch at that event. I, I think you did. Yeah. It's all that's healed. Everything's okay. It's getting there. Yeah. I'm definitely like, yeah. I'm, about, I'm walking. So I'm happy with that. But I even remember like, you know, when I was dancing, I had to stop because of my injuries and I had like a total identity crisis because I'm like, 
when I meet people out in the world, they ask me like, oh, what do you do? I say that I'm a dancer. Like who, who is Taylor if I'm not a dancer? Like, you know, so it's very interesting that, you know, people would suggest like, oh, go into a nine to five because what if people ask what you do? And I think that's a really real struggle that I would say all of us struggle with is just what, you know, how do we even introduce ourselves? And I think it was interesting too, that when I introduce myself more often than not, I talk about Melrose Marketing Studio, or I talk about creator, like, this is what I do. And I have to kind of check myself, like, who am I without all of these things, right? Like, you know, I'm a great daughter. I'm a great girlfriend. I'm a great friend. I am outgoing, like all of these things, right? And it's important to remind ourselves of that because it is, again, just easy to get on that hamster wheel of tying our worth to our productivity. Yeah. And, and job titles, right? And that is something that we're always going to face in society. We, we have jobs. Like, don't get me wrong. I have to pay bills. Like my, I'm not just like freewheeling saying that, listen to your inner guidance and quit your job. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Like for me, it was a two year process of how do I do something I love with my skills and of course, make a paycheck. Like we, like I, there's so much I want to give back to while keeping, you know, a roof over over our, our heads here as a family. So I, I did have someone. They oh, it was a great line. They're like, if you don't know what to say, and I, I'm, I've used it a couple of times. You know, I'm working on a lot of really exciting projects, and I can't wait uh, to share more when the time is right. So if you're someone who's like in between. Like, what more do you say? Or even for someone like yourself, Taylor, you know, you've got so many skills. You know, you help people shine their best and, and stand out, uh, whether it's, you know, through marketing or social media. And, you know, it's a skill. You don't have to put a job title on it. But really at the core of what you do is you give people space to be themselves in a way that you can help them. Yes. No, I love that. It's so beautiful. And I think that whoever said that to you is awesome because I feel like a lot of times, you know, even like some of my friends were talking about high school reunions coming up and certain things like that. And they're like, I have anxiety because I'm, you know, in between projects or jobs or whatever, but I really love that. So I hope anyone who's listening wrote that down because <laughs> I think it's so perfectly said and yeah, it's okay to be in between. It's okay to be working on, you know, different projects. Yeah. And like, Let's be honest, there is something, while it's unnerving to be in transition, because that's exactly where I'm at, like I, you know, maybe a day or two away from launching this website, which then it will be real. And then that's a whole new transition of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to bring clients in. But there is something in our tummies and we know it, like, it's exciting. It's exciting to be in the unknown. And how often in life do we get to live in this space? Because yeah. once things are running smoothly, now you're in the known. Yeah. But the possibilities and the potential that lives when you are in that unknown creative field, like field, uh, I'm not saying from a, a job standpoint, I mean like, like the energy field, the, yeah. the unknown, when, when you're in a space that's not here or there, mm-hmm. it means you're open to however it's gonna gonna go oh that is so beautiful and it's so important that we really bask in that moment of the unknown right I think 
going back to what you were saying about thinking about the feeling that you want, you know, for your life, like maybe you want to feel more joy and love and all of those things. I realized for me that I had to let go of what the journey looked like getting there or feeling that because totally. Yep. You know, it's, it's a spider web that can go in a million different directions. It's not linear. It's not one path. Like, you know, your goal is here and you're here. There's a million ways that you can get Yes. So to your point, I definitely believe in, you know, just being open because, you know, for you at 17, doing that English presentation, being led into a newsroom, then having, you know, your name published, like that is crazy. And it's not something you probably could have dreamt up in your head at 17 years old, maybe, you know, in that exact direction, that exact path. Like it's beautiful because it was so almost surprising and so not planned. Right. Exactly. Yep. That's, that's just that we don't have to know the how, um, we, to, to just be open. Like I, I come back to just, you know, when we are genuinely curious and, you know, you, you start reading something or doing something and you're just like, oh my God, I can't get enough of this. Yeah. Um, that comes from giving yourself space, right? Mm-hmm. You need space to feel a curiosity to then have room to, to pursue something. And yeah, like anyone's biography, it's those transition moments that dot it. It's, it's where, it's where life really happens. So that's, that's what I'm telling myself today as I'm literally in the in-between. Um, and when I start, you know, feeling a little bit of stress, I just say, I will look back. I will get through this. We've all gotten through so, so much. If there's anything the last couple of years um, should point out to us, it's that uh, we can get through hard times and we are still moving through it all. And when we surrender from timelines and expectations and just focus on the feelings we want to bring in, yeah, that's where real magic can happen. Oh my gosh. I, I love this conversation. I, this is actually my first day opening my laptop since my 10 day vacation, (laughs) moving and going to New York. And I'm so glad and thankful that I started it this way with this conversation with you, because everything that you're saying is just so aligned and so refreshing to hear. And literally I have an episode, um, (laughs) called fuck the how, because literally, you know, um, I, I just, I love everything that you just said about not being attached to timelines and expectations and all of the things. But I also want to kind of know as one of my last questions here, like what is the heart behind what you do with Dubai Media Inc? Like what, yeah, what drives you with this? Obviously you've talked about this a lot throughout the whole episode. I feel like everybody can kind of just feel your genuineness through the screen or the radio, whatever they're listening to. But what for you is the heart behind everything that you're doing now? It really is the culmination of all the things that I've always been doing my whole life. So communication was always a field. I knew I was going to enter at some point. Um, I really have a core value of unity. And, you know, I think that's, that also spoke to me when we were, you know, very isolated and divided over the pandemic. That was really kind of an affront to this core value I have of bringing people together as a journalist too, through our storytelling, we're 
we're not to pick sides. We're, we're actually, our first objective is to show all the different sides and perspectives in a story. That's, that's doing our job. And I, and I think I've been drawn to the profession and the, the news storytelling profession because the idea behind it is you introduce alternate perspectives within the same story in an attempt to find whatever can unify us. So knowing that that is, is in me, storytelling, communication to unify, that's what's behind Dubai Media Inc. and this new venture of mine is truly at the core of it. If I can help people better communicate so that we listen to each other, truly give yourself a moment to listen to a different perspective, then I think we will get to a more unified place. So we need more diverse voices. We need more perspectives. Um, helping people share that, their perspective or their story in media, um, no matter what that looks like. It, it, it's, it's something I know I can do. And if at the same time, open myself up to what quality communication looks like, what listening looks like, um, if I can help us all just communicate from a, a more empathetic standpoint and less shouting at each other, uh, that would be a dream come true. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. Okay. Can you tell everybody how they can work with you? You just mentioned that your website is launching soon. So by the time this episode goes live, it should be up. So yeah. Can you tell everyone how they can work with you? Yes. Okay. This website will be launched if it's the last thing I ever say, because I've been obsessing over it. Um, Nicole com, all one word. Uh, the company's Dubai Media Inc., but in the world of the internet and domains, Dubai Media is taken somewhere. If you're out there in the world, I will buy that domain. <laughs> um, anyways, NicoleDubayMedia.com is the website. That's where you can find my services, learn more about me, uh, work with me through through whether it's media training, presentation coaching. If you want to learn how to pitch the media, if you want to, if you're ready to to see yourself land on on a morning show or in print, you know, I'm, I'm here to help you pitch yourself. Um, so that's how you can work with me. You can also find me on Instagram, Nicole Dubay Media on Instagram, Twitter. I'm now going to do the whole YouTube thing. I've, I've had a YouTube channel, but it's kind of like never, I've never done anything with it, but now I might. Um, but yes, Nicole Dubay, Nicole Dubay Media. Those are kind of the, the quickest ways to, to find me. Um, I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear from, from anyone who's got a story to share. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to be here with us. You dropped so many gems. This is truly one of my all-time favorite episodes on the Tiny Moments podcast. Um, and if you guys want to work with Nicole, I'm going to put everything in the show notes so that you can easily find her. And you guys already know where you can find me. You can find me at Taylor Francisco at Tiny Moments Podcast or at Melrose Marketing Studio on Instagram. And we have weekly episodes every Monday at 7 a.m. Central Time. So thank you so much again Nicole for this incredible conversation this was just awesome thank you thank you for reaching out and and giving me a, a, a great opportunity to um, speak in a way that I really haven't had the time or space to ever in 20 years so I, I have so much gratitude for you Taylor well thank you so much
All right, guys, we will see you on the next episode.